listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, three words. We are back. And we're back. And we're back. Guess who's back? Uh, uh. Back, back again. again. Uh, uh. Summit's back. back. Uh, uh. Tell, Tell a friend. Hey, hey. Guess who's back? 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 Hey, hey, hey. Yo, my name is Kenny, and I'm no, I'm not gonna start. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a concert, Could much less imagine? a podcast. Well, we've been karaokeing lately, so I'm I'm kind of in the mood. I'm kind of in the mood, a little music mood. We are back. We're so excited. It's been almost a month, and I do apologize to each and every one of y'all that have uh, listened and supported us because it, it's, we've been busy. I mean, that's just been the bottom line. We're going to talk about kind of like a little excerpt of what we've been up to. But first and foremost, I can't open any episode without checking in on my big brother. GM, we're almost four weeks from our last episode. You weren't even with me on my last episode. Yeah, I definitely wasn't there. Uh, it's been a hectic How have you been? It's been good. You know, um, we've been up to a lot of things, haven't we? Watch party. Uh, yeah, we Sorry. had a watch party. <laughs> shout out to Memorial Trail Ice House. Um, shout out to J-Dub, our co-host. Big shout-outs to J-Dub. We oh, love yeah. you, J-Dub. Yeah, man. And he got a new album out, right? I know. I don't know if that's real or not. I don't know. I don't know. Like, is that a thing? Is this real? Are you effing around? I think J-Dub's for real. If you're he listening seems, to this episode, like DM dude. us and let us know. Because I'm not even certain. Because I'm like, I'm like, we want to feature it, but let's like, is this real? Are you playing around? Because there was a lot of laughing emojis on the comment section, so I was assuming it was a joke. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know anymore. I just, I don't know. Anyways, congrats. It's, it's, it, if you have an album, congrats. Yeah, it seems like he also made his modeling debut, so I'm all about that. Uh, hi- is, highlight the face, my friend. If this is a joke, lol. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what else to say. So you did a watch party. Any? What else? What else have you you um, been up to? We're, we're you were covering the Houston Dynamo. We are. Um, we wow. covered Houston Dynamo. Kenny is on the field taking photos. Well, I am. I am in the press box with Dex. Um, covering very closely the it's, Houston Dynamo. It's, it's a fun thing. It's very fun. It's been enjoyable. Uh, Shout-outs to Shell Energy Stadium. If you haven't gone and check out the Dynamo game, I highly recommend that you go check them out. The vibes are immaculate right now because they are uh, undefeated at home, so be sure to check them out. Uh, for myself and what I've been up to, so I, I've been covering all things Dynamo lately. Um, I, ca- I got to cover the McDonald's All-American, which was a ton of fun. That that was great. Bunch of great group of kids. The future is in great hands. The class of twenty twenty four. Just a great 
uh, group of kids. Don't want to go into too much depth on that, but I did want to at least kind of let you all know what we've been up to, that we kind of, we haven't been twiddling our thumbs here and there. Like, we've been actually very, very busy with Apollo, with the company, doing a bunch of different things, seeking ventures elsewhere, WrestleMania weekend was also happening so we were kind of doing that right now but the bottom line is we're back we're here to do rockets and geez louise jesus christ superstar sweet moses malone timmy turner's grandparents there's been a lot happening let's start at the top of the leaderboard gm not even as a box falls i do apologize for that not even as the final whistle blows, GM, the spit is still fresh on the whistle. The Houston Rockets. Well, not they don't, Houston Rockets don't officially announce it, but Shams and Wojnowski officially announced mm-hmm. that the Rockets will be parting ways with Steven Silas. It occurred on a Sunday afternoon, right at 2.30 on the dot, right as the final whistle of Rockets Wizards blew. Uh, and the Rockets whistle and the Rockets Wizards game was 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 good, and we'll talk more about that in a future episode. Um, Rockets won the game, but as the final whistle blew, news dropped mm-hmm. that Steven Silas has officially um, not going to be coach anymore for the Houston Rockets. I thought maybe they would let the exit interviews happen, and then maybe they would announce it. Maybe even give it till Sunday evening to announce it. But no, they seemed very quick and swift in their decision-making. And GM, I, I want to go into depth on a few things, but I do want to check just just fresh out of the box reaction when you heard it. I know that we were kind of already anticipating it, but what was kind of like, what was your instant reaction of when you, right when you found out that Steven Silas uh, was not going to be the coach anymore for the Houston Rockets? Um, we can all say this, that we all anticipated the news coming out whether it was yesterday or even today, um, we had anticipation that it would possibly be announced today. But Shams and Woj both had this tweet in their drafts mapped out oh, 100%. and ready to push send whenever that final buzzer sounded. And um, to be honest with you, I, I, I feel like I'm bummed for the man that is Steven Silas. I am too. For the man, for the man. For the man himself, for the yeah, man. absolutely. The man has been through... A lot. Let's be, let's very, be, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, let's be very clear. It's, it's it's been a tumultuous last three seasons as the Houston Rock coach. Um, if you guys haven't read, I wrote an article that was released this morning on the mutually mutual parting ways of the Houston Rockets and Coach Stephen Silas. Check it out on ApolloHou.com. Great article, by the way. You had a really interesting tidbits along there with that. It was a great article. Yeah. Um, highly recommend that you listen to it, GM. I. Sorry, go ahead. Did you want to? Um, no, go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> it's been a minute. We have recorded. I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. <laughs> you took a breath as if you were going to record. Man, it's been a minute since we've recorded together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite a while. Been Sorry, a while. guys. Please, please, please bear with us as we try to work through our, our, our cobwebs here. But there's just been a few things that obviously stand out to me. Uh, first and foremost, the 59 and 177 record, which at the end of the day, it shouldn't mean much. You're a rebuilding team. But unfortunately, history is not kind to the numbers. And that's just how it is. Fan, you know, fans alike in the future are going to look back at that 59 and 177 uh, record and think a little deeper into it than what it actually was. I didn't think much of it. There was a, a specific uh, quote on The Athletic that really 
I don't know that that made me feel really uncomfortable. And I do want to, I do want to say it uh, just to let everyone know. In the athletic article, it was stated, uh, I quote, and on one occasion prior to the 2021-2022 season, Stone interrupted a Silas-led session to give his input on and show defensive positions to a few players who were present. Sources with direct knowledge of the instance say, the interference reached a point where Silas eventually had to inform Stone he could no longer halt the coach's practicing practice sessions. Stephen had to address the front office and check them. One source familiar with the matter said, such an incident never happened again. Mm. This is kind of what we already know. We did know that Stone was already kind of privy to the practices and everything, but the fact that they went in that much depth over a certain mm-hmm. practice session made me think a few things, but I want to get your thoughts first and foremost, mm-hmm. just kind of hearing that and just kind of like hearing hearing that story kind of play out and come out like that at that moment. How did it make you feel kind of like, I guess, well, um, to be know, honest that. with you in regards to Stone interfering in practice, that's not the first time I've heard that. Um, I don't know if it's a surprise to the masses, but that's definitely been something that has been talked about amongst, I guess you can say, people in the know. I guess right. you can say. Um, my question to you, Kenny, is who was the player that he was probably helping out on defense? Could it on have been defense? Could it have been um, Alperin Shangun? I could see that. Maybe even a Kevin. So. Maybe a Kevin Porter because he because Stone loves True. Porter. But you know why I say Alperin Shangun? Oh God, please don't don't say it. The man scored 12, 12, and 6 last night. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, we cannot do any more daily fantasy sports. And let me tell you this. If you bet on Alperin Shangun yesterday, you probably took the over. And let me tell you this. If you go on Price Picks right now and you do your first deposit up to $100 and use the code Apollo, it will match your deposit. Bam. How do you like them apples, Kenny? You literally just did an ad without my permission on the show. You crazy son Apollo of a bitch. partnership with Price Picks. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Now I, uh, we should make it a point who can get to the Price Picks ad first. <laughs> we should just have it yes, ready. Yes, yes. And unfortunately, the, the basketball wings. season is over, but we will find ways to incorporate it. I will tell you. Yes. We will find Please do. Ways. Please do. And check out Price Picks right now for all your uh, so put code Apollo, and then you can go ahead and get started right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jim, I do want to move forward with 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 this Silas's tenure as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, let's 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 kind of map it out for everyone who's listening, who kind of also just doesn't understand. Three when years s- of pain. Three years of pain. <laughs> Silas was not, but let's make this perfectly clear to everybody mm-hmm. to understand. When Silas was hired, he was hired here to coach the second year of Westbrook and Harden. Yep, he absolutely. was mm-hmm. gonna coach a incoming Christian Wood. Which in turn was going to put this new pseudo big three together with a Jay Sean Tate included to help take this team over the top. He came in thinking he was going to coach a veteran led team. That was the thought process. Then, you know, it ended up being Westbrook and Harden demanding a trade, getting out of Houston. Christian Wood comes in, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins come in, you're picking up scraps on that very first season, there wasn't much happening there in terms of development, because there was really no one to develop, 
You're basically Go- placing band-aids in every position. Exactly, almost. exactly. And then you follow up with the next season when they finally got something to build off of where they acquired a Jalen Green and an Alperin Shangun, a Josh Christopher, and an Usman Garuba, and were able to kind of start developing that that game, develop the players, and truly start the rebuild at that year. And then obviously moving on to this year where we get Jabari Smith and Atari Eason on top of that. The tenure of Steven Silas... I want your full, you know, give us your full opinion. We've talked about it time and time again, but now we're kind of looking at it from a uh, shout outs to the BBS.clutch fans, by the way, because we remember they always did that appreciation post. This is our appreciation post for uh, Steven Silas right now. So let's look Mm -hmm. back now. Now that we're actually looking back at a lens of, you know, the I will remember you. Give your full opinion on what Steven Silas is and what his tenure overall was in Houston. And did he deserve the flack that he got? Um, I'll say this, the flack that he did receive, uh, definitely could have been dealt with in different ways. A lot of people spoke very negatively, um, you and I both as one as well, or people that did in certain respects. Never got personal though. Let's just say that. No, never. Absolutely not. But the thing about that is when you look into the big picture, I stated that this is, this doesn't all fall on Silas, but unfortunately... Um, someone has to take the fall, and Stephen Silas, unfortunately, is the fall guy. Um, in that article, the quote that you mentioned earlier with Raphael Stone, that's a little troubling in the sense of his influence. And did he have an influence not just on helping the defense, but in rotations? Who gets to play? Um, I don't know if it's something that uh, obviously Raphael Stone's guy was Kevin Porter Jr. Did Silas really want to put him at the point guard position? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe not. But I'm just speaking in terms of speculation. When it comes down to that, that's the thing, is that Steven Silas was just a talking head. He was the guy that was on the bench, but was he really the guy? When he talks about when they were using Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. in pick and rolls at the end of the season, and he was like, oh, well, someone mentioned this earlier, like Mahmoud, Coach Mahmoud, you know, and... Was that really something that was mentioned earlier? Or was that something that he was like, let me just implement this now because I'm not, you know, doing it. Right. I mean, he could, he was, he's been checked out reportedly. You know, the man's been through a lot. Um, but the flack in terms of overall Rock's Twitter, I don't think he deserved it. But, but at the end remember, of, the Rockets, Rockets Twitter is, is merciless. Oh, very, very, merciless. very merciless. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, Silas is out. And I don't think that he's entirely at fault, but at the same time, it is still up to him to make that product work on the floor. And whether or not the guys were listening to him, the one thing that we always talk about with young guys is accountability. Right. And the one thing that he could not do was hold these youngsters accountable. Hence why Christian Wood refused to come back in and Kevin Porter Jr. threw, what, a shoe at John Lucas um, last year. Um, we've seen reports of issues amongst the locker room this year as well. There's a lot of negative press, unfortunately, that um, comes with being a fan of the Houston Rockets and us defending them constantly. But unfortunately, with a sad end, becomes a brighter tunnel, right. which leads to a better tomorrow, hopefully. Wow. You know, you became a poet all of a sudden. 
I'm a writer <laughs> and a poet. Little did you know. Oh man. Okay, so I want to good thoughts. By the way, I want to give my thoughts too on on Silas. I, like I said earlier, as I pre- I, I prefaced it earlier by saying. I think he was put in a very unfortunate situation. It wasn't his fault. He was put into that situation. But as the GM has alluded to multiple times on this show, you have to do the best with the product you put in front of you. And I think this season in particular, his third full season as the Rockets head coach, you can tell that the players, they didn't mutiny, but you can tell in a way that they just stopped playing for him. Like, they maybe they tried and it just didn't work, but you can tell that in a way that they all kind of lost respect for him i mean as 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 articles and as future articles come out you know certain pl- certain players said literally quote is saying I, I i'm happy i got out of there when i did like i'm sure <laughs> eric gordon shout out to eric know. gordon because we know it's you stop, know. Trying to, stop trying to play as if you're an anonymous nba player but you know that was my whole mantra with him he just wasn't the right coach in the right situation. It's not a burden against Steven Silas as the man, one of the most respectable men that I've, I can honestly, I feel like I, I believe in, in the NBA. Um, he's a great, uh, assistant coach. I think wherever he goes, he's going to be successful. I just don't think he was the right coach at this juncture for the rebuild. And he, and bottom line, he lost his guys. And when you lose your guys respect, you don't typically get it back. And that's the thing that people tend to forget or to fail to realize is that these players are millionaires mm-hmm. and that they have other things on their mind. And these are kids. So, you know, they're trying to build their brand. They're trying to get endorsement deals. They're trying to do other things. And it's unfortunate because Silas had to do such a juggle job because he also had to um, make nice with the general manager with the management yeah, with I mean, the organization these are two first time head coaches and gms it's such a they're, shame they're learning right and they're the both job, learning on the job you know? with tons of experience though on both sides like mm-hmm. you know stone was under the maury tree silas under the carlisle tree you know getting to learn with all these different coaches like they have tons of experience but it's a difference when you're at the, the when you're at the tip of the spear as opposed to being you know a part of the pole so that is what creates you know this situation unfortunately and i'm ha- i'm happy that i'm not it's weird like i'm happy that silas isn't the coach anymore because i just didn't think he was the right fit it's nothing personal i just can't i'm just happy now that we can finally move on to the next phase of the rebuild or be done with the rebuild entirely mm-hmm. because it leads perfectly into our next subject and we're going to pour one out officially for steven silas steven silas we hardly knew you Thank you so much that for everything you did or did not do for the organization. And uh, we wish you all the best. And I'm going to hit you with the WWE line. We wish you all the best and best of luck on your future endeavors. And that's a shoot, brother. We definitely do wish you luck. But that's also, a shoot. Also remember this. Pray for Wemby. Jeez, Louise. And I, I don't know what I want to do anymore. I can't remember what my next subject is. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's go ahead and discuss a few things. Let's move on right now. It leads perfectly into our next subject while the GM prays for Wemby. We need to talk about the Raphael Stone <laughs> presser. That took place at 3 p.m. in the afternoon today. We are recording this in a Monday evening because Raphael Stone did take a presser at 3 p.m. Which and I also thought- we have day jobs, FYI. That's true. <laughs> That's true, too. So... <laughs> so Raphael Stone did do a presser, which I thought was good and I definitely think was needed. You you had to address the media because of all the moves that happened to take place. So he did say a few things that did that did stick out, and I do want to give a few quotes right now. 
So Stone did talk about, you know, deciding who the next head coach would be. He said, I think we had a good staff and I would encourage the next head coach to take a look at our current staff. But that's ultimately is not going to be my decision. I think it's important that a coach be able to choose their own staff. So that's one of the quotes that obviously stood out. Another one was thinking that he wasn't going to take the input of his young players into consideration, which I think is a smart move. Why am I letting 21-year-old Jalen Green, who's only been in the league for two years, decide the fate of the franchise? Exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys, and it's nothing personal. I love Jalen Green, but it's nothing personal. So Stone kind of he took the helm here. He kind of took it for what it was. Great quotes here that ended up coming out. It was a great uh, overall presser. He got what he needed to get out in terms of how he was going to you know, build upon the Rockets' future. And he alluded to the importance of this free agency. He even talks uh, further into it, talking about the team's culture, saying, This team culture has been, if not the best team I've ever been around. Certainly one of the top two or three, and I've been in the NBA since 2005. As it relates to media people who've critiqued the Rockets' culture, some of them have been lazy. So he's defending the organization as he should, which is another uh, great quote that I know coming out. But mm. 2023 free agency, he's alluded to it many of times, and he's not backing down from it now. He said, we have set the blueprint for this offseason. And he said, this coach is going to be, you know, the big part is going to be player development and winning. And he said, we are going to be bringing in veterans, which is happening. This has been, you know, a circle marked on the calendar for for three for almost like three years now. Mm-hmm. So it seems almost as if like he's hyping this up. Yeah. This 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 part up now, mm-hmm. saying where this is pretty much almost like a like my view is that I see this as almost like a do or die situation for yeah, a Raphael absolutely, Stone absolutely. Mm-hmm. because he's he's had this circled in his calendar, mm-hmm. which means, you know. And we know for a fact that Fertitta only has very little patience left mm-hmm. to be able to deal with a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Stone has to hit a home run here. Absolutely. What do you think, GM? After all, you know, after everything that I said, the the what's your opinion on the on the on the Rafael Stone presser, and what what do you think needs to happen now in this offseason with Rafael Stone at the helm? Um, I think that Rafael Stone was a bit more relatable in terms of his press conference he just seemed a bit more candid a little bit more of himself in terms of showing his personality um obviously before he was a little bit more quiet he is a lawyer he knows how to talk and he knows what to say um in order to portray things a certain way but i respect him for that quote that you stated about him talking about the laziness of the media because he's putting it into his own hands and telling them, you know, about the feelings of not just himself, but being a representation of the organization as well. With that being said, um, this is obviously the most important offseason of his tenure, by his far, career so far. By far. Um, you know, obviously, like you stated, Tillman Fertitta is not not a patient man. Um, I'm sure that there are moves already on the table. He says he's bringing in vets. Which vets? Who knows? Via free agency, via trade, who knows? Um, all you can really say is if – I feel like any player is possibly tradable. So for warning people, if anybody does get traded, even one of you, some of your favorite players on this roster, do not be shocked. Because if Rafael Stone finds the right deal, it can happen. 
Um, but that's up to him. And we have yet to see him take a risk in terms of a deal like that. But now that the the chapter has turned from chapter one to chapter two in terms of this rebuild, we'll see what the chapter two version of a Raphael Stone does. Um, with all that being said, who knows, man? Like, all I can say is is that as a Rockets fan, I'm excited at the prospect of things occurring for this team. Do I trust Rafael Stone? I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, I think time, he has to earn time it. Time can tell. I think he has to earn it, though. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's not enough to say whether or not he's made good deals or great deals. We don't know what deals were presented that he had rejected or deals that Tillman may have been like, I don't know if this is the deal I want to take. So that's a no from me, dog, if I'm going to quote Randy Jackson. Yeah. But – not enough um, not enough of a resume yet. Exactly. And he's he's working on that. But time is short, the seat's getting warm, and it's up to you to make something happen. And the first part of your job is to make the right hire for your head coach and then build this team correctly. I will say this the improvements that Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., Alpern Shangun, even Tar Eason that have made strides in this final quarter of the season is something to build on and whether or not they can find the right coach that could handle those guys while also handling their uh, personalities, their egos, while inserting more vets. Um, That's certainly something that we all want to see. We obviously want to see more wins. If anyone caught the commission's tweet last night, he's tired of losses. The man wants to win. I'm, I'm, yeah. He wants I, to win. I just want to win. I'm, I'm just getting really tired of it now. You know, 59 and 177. You know, I feel like when I'm not the. When you're winning 25% of your games, it's just not a good look. It's been, it's been three years, but, you know, I'm going to quote that Titanic meme. It's, it felt like 84 years. Like, I feel I, every game mm-hmm. has just taken a mental toll on me. Yeah. You know, the complete opposite of what the Houston Astros have represented in terms of winning titles because, you know, every every game you're on pins and needles because, you, you you know, you're in big game situations. So you, you feel like you, you lose five years of your life. I feel like I'm losing five years of my life with the Rockets too because I feel like I'm just wasting – I'm sorry, no offense. I feel like I'm just wasting my time a lot of these games because, you know, we're, cover, we're covering them. It's great. It's fun. But these games have been tough to watch, especially when they lose. And and no one wants to lose. It's the It's the human spirit. It's human nature. You want to start seeing winning, and I think at fifty nine, what is it, fifty nine and one seventy seven, mm-hmm. right? I think we've earned it. Two hundred and thirty plus games of the rebuild. Two thirty eight, I think. Two thirty eight total. total. Nice. Good yeah, math. I mean, if, if your if your winning percentage is nearing the Mendoza line, there's a problem. <laughs> and obviously, I'm you know relating basketball to baseball. That's not the point, but it's just kind of like trying to tell you like it's not very good, man. right? It's just not good, and it's not it's not it's not good for the mental state of the fan base. And 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 if Tillman Fertitta cares about bottom line, the dollars, fans are going to stop coming. Fans are going to start. I mean, they're going to stop coming. They're going to start. They're going to stop getting season tickets. Look at what it did for the Texans organization. You know, fans this past season have started boycotting. I have friends. I know people on Twitter that declined free tickets to go to games. You know, we don't want it to get to that point. I think we need to either get to the next phase of the rebuild or we should be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for this rebuild. And I fully believe that we're really getting there. And, and I guess just to wrap up this segment with, uh, the, with the stone presser, just a couple of my thoughts on it. As the GM uh, talked about his thoughts, which were, were great. 
I just want to, you know, just let everybody know as well. With Raphael Stone talking, he, you know, he he handled it in a very mature manner. He said exactly what I guess the fan base kind of wanted to hear in terms of what they're going to be going for. You know, coaching. They're going to swing for the fences. Obviously, free agents. They're going to try to bring in some vets. Is it via free agency? Is it via trade? We don't know. And he also mentioned something very important. Uh, two things. Uh, one was that he mentioned that you know they need to start competing because of the fact that the 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 swap the swap starts next year with OKC. So they need to start playing well. OKC's on the up and up. They're mm-hmm. going to start competing. Yeah. So they're going to want us to obviously not do well so they can do that swap pick. No, 2023-2024 you need to somewhat stop start competing now. Now I'm looking at this from a f- completely from a floor standpoint. I'm not looking at the ceiling which would be, you know, Wemby and Wemby and Harden and you know, Nick Nurse or Aimee Odoka. And then they lead you, or maybe even Jalen Brown gets into that picture. I'm looking at it from a floor standpoint. Like, the floor needs to be you need to start competing. Yep. Like, you need to hover. You can stay below 500, but you need to start kind of hovering. You need to start getting 30-plus wins. You need to start kind of vying for a play-in spot. You need to kind of be hovering around. That's my floor for this team in 2023. In 2024, based on the way that Stone is talking. Yeah. If Stone I mean, was he, just kind of like bringing expectations on right. the squad, and, and that's great, and that's fantastic, and I think that's exactly what this team needs moving forward. So I fully expect that to be the case. Speaking of coaches, let's go ahead and talk about that now. GM Stone said it himself. He said, you know, he wants a coach. Like he wants a, from the looks of it, a pretty big name coach. Right as the final buzzer sounded, and as Steven, right as uh, Shams announced that they were going to part ways with a Steven Silas. Four particular names came to mind on The Athletic. Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, Kenny Atkinson, Aimi Udoka. Scott Brooks has also been mentioned around. Uh, name has been mentioned around. GM, coaches are everything in the NBA. People kind of downplay it. People downplay it because, you know, they saw the Miami Big Three. You know, they don't. Spolstra never gets enough love for putting that team together and making them work to win a championship. Um, coaching is such a big freaking deal. This is going to be the, the change. This is going to be the coach. I don't want this to be another bridge coach. I don't want a Scott Brooks. I want this coach to be the coach that will ultimately lead to the third title for the Houston Rockets. This should not be another bridge coach. This should be the coach that instantly impacts, instills a culture, instills an offensive defensive scheme and starts to put the Rockets in the proper position to start competing. GM, you heard me say a few of those names now. In your opinion, you know, let's just talk about this as a whole now. Coaching, 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 coaching. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the who in your opinion would be the next coach for the Houston Rockets and what what kind of has been your feelings kind of now as the as Stone and the Houston Rockets take this next step to finding their next head coach? Man, my preference I just tweeted it. Ime Yudoka. I want Ime Yudoka. Um, Not Scott Brooks. You love Scott Brooks. Yeah, no one liked to see Scott Brooks being, like, toyed around with by Rudy T in Game 7 of the 94 Finals. Um, only a select few would probably remember Just that Just getting clip. choked alive. Yeah, poor guy. Poor Scotty B. But, you know, um, Scotty B just doesn't seem like my guy. Um, granted, he did coach up the young KD, Russ, and James Harden. He... 
was able to convince James Harden to come off the bench and be the sixth man and be the best version of himself for that team. Um, I don't think he did very much with the Wizards, and it just wasn't very impressive. That's just me, just how I feel. But it is also, to be completely fair to him, it's hard to coach Russell Westbrook. Let's be completely transparent there. Very hard to coach that man and and to Kevin Durant. But I digress. Um, Another good name that people do bring up, Nick Nurse, like you stated. Um, He has not parted ways with the Raptors yet. We do not know. But if he does does become available, then yes, absolutely. Uh, He is definitely a good name. He has a pass with us. He he won a formerly D-League championship with RGV um, down south over there. Uh, He has history. Absolutely. He has history. Uh, he's he did a good job. He won a title, beat a semi beat up Warriors, and was it 2019 against yeah. Kawhi? Yep. I mean, with Kawhi, I apologize, but I mean, you know, granted, I don't want to, you know, obviously people are talking about his offense now, unimaginative. Granted, he doesn't have many playmakers. Fred Van Vliet is a playmaker, but he's also really good at playing off the ball. When you're relying on Scotty Barnes to make stuff happen, you, you might get into some trouble. He's not Jalen Green. Um, Kenny Atkinson, disciplinarian, huge disciplinarian, big part of the reason sometimes why. Sometimes to a fault. Exactly. Um, sometimes you need an asshole, but the only thing about Kenny Atkinson, he's a bridge piece if he were to be the head coach. I don't want a bridge piece. Um, I don't you, 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 you want don't know, you don't know bridge yet. piece. I will, I will say this in defense of Kenny Atkinson. Or bridge he, pieces in general. He can, in, <laughs> he can, he can instill <laughs> the discipline and – the bridge to a championship, Kenny. To Mahmoud Abdul-Fatah, which <laughs> exactly. we want. Mahmoud Abdul-Fatah. You've advocated for him for, I've been advocating for ever. But honestly, him and Sam, you, I am. you can see that the team wants to go vet. Frank Vogel yeah, is, is a good choice as well. These are just solid. There's, 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 there's a very good list. Solid. It's a great you know? list. If this is their list, Absolutely. like if this Harry is their shoot. Stotts is out there. You know? Yeah, if this is and their shoot he, that, list. That's an underrated piece as well. But I still want to go with Ime. Shams better not be kayfabing us, the dude. No. Oh, I swear absolutely. to God. This is a straight this shoot. Be the, this be, well, this better be a I need, shoot I need, list, I need a straight shooter. I need a straight shooter, man. Like Shooter McGavin said. Jesus um, Christ. But you know, like like I stated, Ime Udoka is my piece. And because Boston's success, granted they have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, but Ime Udoka was a piece that did help um, – put them together and put them over the hump to get to the finals, you know, and that was a learning experience. But, you know, like homeboy said, hide, hide your wives, hide your cousins, hide I'm, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm fully you know, for him as long as the know? wives are, as long as the wives don't, are, but, aren't allowed into I mean, the center. It all, it all seriousness, <laughs> it all seriousness. I mean, uh, the man, he's not, okay, I don't want to judge his character. I don't know him. Talk about it just We've, as a coach. Yeah, from a coaching as, standpoint. As a coach, as a coach in the league, he is from the Greg Popovich tree. And the Greg Popovich tree is quite extensive. He's another piece of that. And he is certainly someone that is highly respected in the league despite his sins. And the fact that other teams are looking at him as a top choice speaks a lot about his basketball acumen and his reputation around the league despite everything that had happened. So I still... I still would prefer Imeyudoka for his basketball mind, what he brings to the table, and the improvement of Boston's defense, uh, how their offense legitimately became a top offense in this league now. 
Um, he is the foundation for that. So that is certainly something that I would love to see whether that can happen. Who knows? But I'm excited at the prospect of a lot of these guys. There's a lot of positive things about all of these candidates. Uh, Kamish, what, what do you think, man? What is on your mind? I want to hear what you think because I feel like people have already heard enough of me. <laughs> I've been tweeting it. I've been writing it. It's enough about me. Agenda pushing. I don't push anything. No, he all I do, he all I push is weight at the gym, baby. Oh, <sighs> my God. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. You don't push weight at. I'm a push, meathead, push man. Push weight at the. Just you I know. I was like, you could have said anything. That I was the. Yeah, that was the meathead. easy answer. You could have gotten difficult, man. Oh, I could have went pushing a bobsled. Eins, vines, giant. There you go. That's better. So yeah, you I knew, I knew, I knew you were waiting for it. I knew you were waiting for it. Right. Like I was a member Tried of the, the Swiss. Right. Eins, vines, giant. I push it down some ice. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts on this. First of all, shout outs to the list. If this is the list, if this is the like I said. I, if this is the shoot list, what a hell of a list this is. I am a big fan of this, first and foremost. Let me just start with that. The top two for me, it's hovering around the same thing as the GM. I think uh, Aimi Udoka and Nick Nurse is the dream. I think Aimi Udoka and Nick Nurse would be the ideal top two candidates from the list from the list because if if anyone were to usurp that position i would love sam cassell like he's just not on that list as far as we know he's not on that list Mm -hmm. but from any of those candidates if i were to pick a top two that would be you know one and two however this is where me and the gym kind of go flip-flop I would put Nick Nurse over Aimi Udoka and 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 i respect it though for one there's the houston ties for one and that's great, and that's awesome. But more importantly, it's the system. It's Nurse's system. It's the culture that he runs. He immediately turned Kyle Lowry into a stud for that year. Like, he opened his offensive game. He opened up Fred Van Vliet. He freaking turned Pascal Siakam from, like, just a wing to a point forward. Like, he opened his game up. He implemented this offensive system that made this team successful. He implemented this offensive system that the Clippers are still trying to find with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard made a bigger impact in that one year than he ever did in the Clippers that's ongoing till today. That's because of Nick Nurse's culture. That's because of what he provides as a coach. I love what he did for that team. I can tell what he did for the city. He's not, he kills two birds with one stone just because of the fact that he puts his offensive scheme and defensive scheme into place to where the players are most successful. And you can tell he's a culture shifting coach, which is what, which is my big, you know, my 1A and 1B. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse, just imagine Nick Nurse coaching a Jalen Green. Imagine all the give and goes. Imagine all these little offensive sets that he's going to run to get Jalen Green an open shot. Imagine plays where he can get mouse in the house with a Jabari Smith in the post to shoot a little fadeaway. Like they will cre- he will create little crevices, little space plays to create that. Like I could see Jalen Green if that is the case. Now granted, it all depends on who comes next year as well. Mm-hmm. Is Harden coming? Is Jalen Brown coming? That's a whole nother episode. But I would say it right now, if Nick Nurse was the head coach next year, depending on who's here, I think Jalen Green averages at least twenty five. Because imagine it like this. The, he averaged 22 this season. Will he average that next to Wemby? 
Ah, see, that's a whole nother. Well, that's the thing. Who are the players that are incoming? Like I'm saying, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. What are the players that are incoming? I'm just saying, all incoming players aside, if it's Nick Nurse as the coach, I can see Jalen Green averaging 25. I can definitely see that being the case. It's what he provides. Aimee Udoka, another great choice because of his offensive scheme. It's very similar. But his culture-shifting impact, I think, is bigger than Nurse's, in my opinion. But... Oh, we just have that big ass elephant in the room with an Aimi Udoka for an organization that is already trying to dig their way out to try to get themselves in the good graces of the media within the NBA. I mean, are you going to decide to go full heel here and just fucking go NWO and just hire Aimi Udoka and just call it and just run the bad boy squad? Just fuck it. Let's get Harden. Let's get Udoka. We're just we're just going to be the bad boys of, of basketball. And if that's the case, that's fine. I don't necessarily but, think Ime would make them the bad boys of basketball, but obviously no, no, no. From from a, from a media standpoint, touche, touche. Like they would eat the Rockets alive. I mean, the like, Rockets the, are already the bad boys. But that's what key. I'm saying. Like we're already kind of getting shat on. So it's like, do you double down on the heel? Do you double down on being in the heel, or do you you know try to be in the good graces? So it, it's all a teetering. It's all a teetering and a balance act here for what Stone wants. I think overall, though, if you put the two in front of me, I'm just going to have to pick Nick Nurse. Now, obviously, we don't know the availability of Nick Nurse. There's been nothing announced. Guys, for all we know, Nick Nurse isn't is going to you know go back to the Raptors. Maybe he's going to take a year or two off. There's like literally nothing set in stone with him yet, so we don't know. But if, like I said, going back to what uh, Sham said, if this is a shoot list, it's going to be... In my opinion, it should be Nurse, it should be Udoka, one, two, that's it. Nothing, nobody else. Mm-hmm. It should not be anybody else on that list. If we're not, if we're looking at a long-term coach, it can't be any of the rest. And, and I'm just being brutally honest there. And it also depends on the assistant coaches, which is what Stone said he alluded to. Remember, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to be the assistants coming in as well? Mahmood! Just kidding. I oh, they, I hope they retain Mahmood, dude. I, to be honest, like, even, like... John Lucas and Mahmood are probably like my two that I'd be like, yeah, I would hope that those two stay because of just the relate. Well, Mahmood for the future, mm-hmm. John Lucas for player relationships. Yeah. Like strictly player relationships. He's so damn popular. So I would hope that those two would stay. So GM, you know, this episode, I, I really didn't want this to be too much about the players. I really wanted this to be a, a an episode just about the most recent news about Coach Silas, about you know, the Stone press conference, more front office, I guess, than anything. So I think, you know, that we did that. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a good way to kind of get ourselves, get our feet back on the ground and, and dig our, our heels into this, back into this show because it's been a while. GM, let's get ready to close here. But before we do, is there anything left that you have to say in regards to, you know, anything in regards to Silas, Stone, that this era that we're, it seems like we're finally getting past now. Anything left to say here? Because we're not mentioning Silas again. Yep. This will be it. Speaker, what is it? Uh, what forever, is it? Uh, forever hold your peace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Speak now or forever hold your peace. There you go. There you go. That's the saying. You got it. You did it. Congratulations. Asshole. <laughs> go on. But I'll say this. Uh, Silas, it's very unfortunate how it ended for you, but, you know, you are amongst now a lineage of former Houston Rockets coach, coaches that have held down the fort. And for that, we thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, as a man, you seem like an, a wonderful human being. And for now, 
now that you are not coaching this team, you're not responsible for this team, and you kind of have a chance to take some time off, take some time off, find your peace, uh, regain yourself again, and remember why you love coaching basketball. With that being said, Rafael Stone, time is ticking for you, brother. And um, things have to happen for this team to improve. And anything under 32 wins next year, maybe not even 32, I would say probably like 35. 35 seems like a nice barometer. Uh, but 13 wins, a 13 win improvement is a lot to expect out of any team. Let's be completely transparent here. But I'm just speaking in terms of um, expectations. 35 wins is probably what you guys should probably do as a baseline in terms of trying to get better. Uh, in terms of possibly a play-in spot or being the complete bottom end of the lottery. So you got a lot to do. Do your homework. Let's make these right choices. Let's get back to what the Rockets do, and that is win a bit more and get back to the playoffs. And we've been a playoff team for as long as I've lived. We haven't missed the playoffs very much since I, since I was born. So let's get back to that. Can't wait. We're, we're all excited, and, you know, May 16th can't get here soon enough. Oh, it's going to get here before we know it. Absolutely. It's just a, just a, a blink away, literally. Two words from me. Winning basketball. That's all I want. That's all I want to see now. You know, I, I – well, I briefly mentioned that I did the McDonald's All-American, and if you didn't watch that game, you really missed out because I got to see competitive basketball in Toyota Center. Like, it's been years since I saw competitive basketball get played in Toyota Center where, you know, these guys really, really wanted it. I need to get that back again. Like, it almost like it almost rejuvenated my 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 itch for competitive uh, basketball to happen again in Toyota Center. So the Rockets, they are getting finally, you know, it starts with letting go of Silas, which they did. But Stone is in for a big 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 uh, off season maybe one of the biggest off seasons in in like the most recent years so it's all in the cards for stone to succeed let's see what happens let's go ahead and end this episode gm give the people what they want to hear it's been a few weeks let's see if you remember your lines <laughs> as the producer gives the go home cue yes here. absolutely give it to him everyone please follow me on Twitter, not just for your Houston Rocks content, but for your Houston Dynamo content. Let's not forget that. At JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. If you want to see some baller reels and videos from the commish, make sure to follow us on Instagram. That's me! At Summit State of Mind underscore P-O-D. Make sure to follow the team, the family, our brothers at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. If you're hearing this in the morning, if you got time, it'll be Tuesday, April 12th. Yep. Uh, nope, sure April 11th. April 11th. Apologies. Come out to our watch party. Um, we have a watch party for the Houston Astros tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates. It starts at 5 o'clock. Uh, make sure to go there. And give um, a try trial of our Apollo H O U I P A called the Apollo Moonshot I P A over at Counter Common Brewing over in Bel Air. I don't have the address on me. 
Uh, maybe the commish can help me out with that. But make sure to come out. And the first home run that the Astros hit, everyone in the building will get a free Apollo Moonshot IPA. And if you're not an IPA lover, then you like can hand myself. it off to me. Maybe I'll be there. Like I'll, I'll gladly drink your IPA. I, I, I'm all in it. I am there. Maybe you'll see the commish there too. Commish. Uh, I'm... Uh... Yeah, that's to be determined. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, so yeah, if you guys can go check it out, go go to the watch party. It's at a five four five four one three Beller Boulevard, Bel Air, Texas, seven seven four zero one. That's where Counter Common is. Um, we hopefully can see everybody out there. Give me a follow on Twitter as well at Summit Commish. Shout outs to once again the Apollo Podcast Brethren, the network just continuing to kill the game. Shout outs to the Crown Jewel of All Astros Podcast. That is Brian Lalima. That is Dez. That is BTD. Beyond the Diamond, be sure to check them out. Apollo Texans as well, go check them out. They haven't really been releasing any new episodes lately, but they're great for Texans content, especially with the draft coming up. The One Take Podcast, Apollo Pop Culture. Give them a listen for all your movies, TV shows, music, anything pop culture related that you want it. They got you handled on that. That's going to go ahead and end our episode. We are so happy to be back uh, with y'all. Off-season, such an important off-season. We cannot stress this enough. We're going to be here every step of the way. We're going to be ramping it up now with our episodes, and we're going to take you guys along with the ride with us. Big date uh, ahead that the GM alluded to, May 16th on a Tuesday. We're going to see where the Rockets stand in terms of the draft order. Are they going to be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, or dare I say 7, depending on a coin flip against the San Antonio Spurs. So, we're going to be bringing you guys that content as well. We continue and truck along. Big shouts and thank yous to all of you that have continued to support us. We're going to go ahead and end the episode here as we end every episode. Go Apollo. Go Summit. And for the love of God, we finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. Pour one out for Steven Silas. Go Rockets. The Summit. Four, 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 four. Life.